0: How many tackles can one man break? (laughs) You're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable. Humans need fantasy to be human. My goodness, that was good. You guys are pros. Bats, relentless, refusing to give up. All right, hit that horn, babe, let's dance.
1: And welcome to the Fantasy Flex Props podcast for week seven, presented by Prize Picks. I'm your host, Chris Raybon, joined as always by my dude Sean Kerner. Sean, what's going on, man? What's up? What's up? Uh, I, I think I went three and two on this pod last week.
2: Uh, I apologize for the CD Lamb under 70, 75 and a half yards. Uh, he more than doubled that. Um, so yeah, looking looking to get back on track with a
1: four-one or five and zero performance this week. How about you? Yeah, man. I feel like I haven't been doing well on this pod, probably because I've been taking too many overs, which I never do, especially if you know, if you watch uh, Convince Me. I almost always go under. <laughs> and I, the yeah. two times I went over, it was with Ryan Tannehill, uh, which burned me, and I didn't learn my lesson. So I'm going five unders on this pod. I'll tease nice. it right now. Uh, so hopefully we get back on track. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, uh, for you guys that don't know, we'll do our uh, top quarterback props, two running back, two receiver props but we'll start off by previewing the Sunday night football showdown slate it's the Indianapolis Colts going to San Francisco to face the 49ers who are coming off a bye so they have a little bit of extra prep that's usually a good thing for a guy like Kyle Shanahan so uh Sean what are you thinking as far as the captain spot I mean,
2: if we're talking captain for the 49ers, it's pretty simple. Uh it's Debo Samuel. You know, that they're, they're without George Kittle still. Um, Brandon Ayuk is struggling. Um, I, I do think Elijah Moore's a uh Elijah Mitchell is a sneaky play here. Uh, but you know, the Colts do have the top-ranked uh, run defense in DVOA, so maybe he's not a captain. So I think it's it's Debo for me if I'm going with the Niners. And then on the Colts side, I think it's Jonathan Taylor all the way. Um, We still don't really know how the the wide receiver room is going to look heading into this game, but, you know, Jonathan Taylor is playing at a high level. Uh, Last week he saw, um, I believe it was like 62% routes run rate uh, versus just 29% for Naheem Hines. So Jonathan Taylor is looking like a workhorse back right now. So I think if I pick a captain for the Colts, it's probably going to be Jonathan Taylor.
1: Yeah, I love Debo. Debo is going to be my highest owned captain Indianapolis is one of those teams that just likes to sit back in zone coverage. They don't blitz much. They're last in pressure rate. Uh, and they fourth, they have to play the fourth most zone. Debo Samuel has 383 yards versus zone coverage. That's second most in the NFL. So you give Jimmy Garoppolo some time to drop back, no real pressure on him. He's gonna find Debo uh, in this one. So I like. Uh, Debo, I like him a lot more than the Colts, uh, like Taylor. Mm -hmm. I think Pittman's an option as well, just because I think the Colts are actually going to struggle a bit in this game. You have the Niners coming off a bye. Um, You know, that's usually a a good thing, especially when you have a West coast team in primetime hosting a non West coast team, the West coast team, the home team is 52 29 and five against the spread. That's 64% since 2003. So I think this is a great spot for the 49ers. And it's not even counting coming off the bye. So that's the only thing that worries me a little bit about Taylor. Whereas, like, I might go some Pittman as well if I'm going with a Colt player. But um, I think it's got to be Debo here because you mentioned it. The Colts are a run funnel. So, usually, when we expect good things from a favorite, uh, we're looking at their running back. And, well, I think Mitchell will get the bulk of the work. Indianapolis is first in run DVOA on defense, 29th against the pass. So, I actually think San Francisco throws in this game. Uh, for a good portion of it, even if it's just short passes and those, especially you know, on full PPR, that only helps you get those short passes in. Uh, the receptions pile up, you still go down the field against a, a bad defense. So, uh, like, and on top of that, we didn't even mention Julian Blackman, the Colts safe free safety tore his Achilles, I believe it was in, in practice. So oh, yeah, yeah, he's out, which is that's a brutal yeah. loss. So, um, you know, it if they, if they thought maybe they were going to blitz a little more, cause teams do like to blitz Garoppolo uh, that kind of compromises it a little bit. Cause you're going to be really short in the secondary here. So uh, yeah. Like Debo, that's, that's the guy for me. What about for cheat codes?
2: Yeah. So cheat codes. I mean, we have a lot to choose from in this slate. I think, um, you know, Paris Campbell's out. Um, I'm guessing T Y Hilton plays. So I think Zach Pascal um, you know, he was my cheat code. I think it was in week two. I called him frustratingly productive. Everybody wants to write him off. And he I think he he led the Colts and receiving yards two years ago. And last year he was like second or flipped those. I forgot which order it was. Uh, but he's always productive because um, there's always someone out, it seems, and he steps up. Um, so I like him as a, you know, a red zone threat, at least in this game. Um, so if, if Hilton's active, you know, I think people will be all over Pittman and Hilton. But wouldn't surprise me if Pascal has a good game. Um, you know, I think the tight ends are interesting here. I think Moy Mo Cox will probably be high owned. Um, our boy Kylan Grantson, probably not worth a fire here. Um, his routes run the past couple of games have been around 15%. That's probably not enough uh to throw money away on a Kyle Grantson, Kylan Grantson lineup. So I think Ross Dwelly might be interesting because um, you know, it's you know, they, they were on a bye week last week, you know, people aren't really in tune with the 49ers, but um, you know, he flopped in his first start for Kittle uh, back in week five, but he ran a healthy 74% routes run rate. Um, he's stepped up in the past for Kittle. So I think he could step up here, have three or four catches. I think having Jimmy G under center certainly helps. So I think I'm going to have quite a few uh, Dwelly shares. So I think I would consider him probably my cheat code here.
1: Yeah, I was uh, looking at Dwelly because I think this Colts defense, you know, it all that zone just plays well to – when you're not looking for your top receiver in Debo, I think there is going to be just a lot of underneath stuff. I think Jimmy's going to be able to move it down the field. Uh, so I like Dwelly. He ran 74% of the routes, but uh, a guy that may be even more lower owned because he's not really starting for anyone per se, but Muhammad Sanu, the third receiver for San Francisco, he runs 75% of his routes in the slot. He's essentially their slot guy. And yeah. uh, because Kittle's not here, you can see more three receiver sets, than you may usually see from San Francisco, Indianapolis slot corner, Kenny Moore. He's, he has a good reputation. He's been really bad this year. He's about 31 catches, second most in the NFL among cornerbacks and 310 yards, which is tied for 10th most. And that's unheard of for a slot corner that, to give up like the 10th most yards. I mean, that's usually you're giving up a lot of catches, but they're short. So he's been struggling all around. Uh, I think Sanu is a guy that's uh, could take advantage of that. And you mentioned Brandon Ayoub been kind of struggling. I do expect them to maybe draw up a couple things for him behind the line of scrimmage coming out of the bye. But Sanu is a guy that could win uh, in this matchup. And I think people, it's just a, such an unsexy play that I think people will be off <laughs> yeah. of it. So, uh, like Sanu there. And, and one more guy I want to mention is, is Kyle Juszczyk, because he's running a route on 65% of the dropbacks over the last three games. Even with Mitchell back, Juszczyk, they're still using Mitchell like the second tailback and not Trey Serban. So, um, like Trey Sermon, man, it's been it's been a tough year for him. Yeah, what a nightmare. Um, I mean, how the mighty how the mighty preseason hype machines have fallen. Uh, but, he could still uh, be
2: a league winner weeks fourteen through 16, uh, seventeen, though. You just never know at the 49ers.
1: Oh yeah. Well, every running back would be hurt. Like it's, yeah. uh, when, once you check gets hurt, then, uh, then maybe we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. But uh, you know, your check was also a guy, if you remember, there were a couple of games over the last couple of years when Kittle had missed and they used use check some in that role as well. in that yeah. tight end kind of blocking, you know, go out as a receiver kind of role. So yeah, I think it's about these kind of Debo for the captain, but then these underneath receivers who could just eat up catches against zone coverage uh, for San Francisco. So. Uh, yeah, that is our showdown breakdown. Let's get into our props for week seven. Sean, start us off with a quarterback prop.
2: Uh So I'm going with an over here, and I'm going over 205 and a half passing yards for Justin Fields against the Buccaneers. I mean, we talked about this at length um, on our Tuesday, Wednesday pod. So... um uh, I also like Zach Wilson under 228 passing yards. I almost feel like these props can be flipped um, and then I'd be off them. So um, yeah, like when it comes to Justin Fields, we're, we're predicting his best career game uh, as a passer here so far, uh, you know, his high is 209 passing yards. I think just given the matchup, you know, the Buccaneers are a pass funnel defense um, a, because, you know, their run defense is so stout that teams throw on them and then B just, you know, usually teams facing them have a negative game script. They're usually trailing by double digits and they have to throw. So um, I think that's why Fields will go over this prop. Um, and he has two very talented wide receivers, alan Robinson and Darnell Mooney. So I think he gets it going here. Um, and this is probably too low. We were talking about this prop um, on Tuesday and I had it around 210, 215. But right now I have it closer to 225. Um, so I, I'm going with the over here. And I, I would take this probably up to 215.
1: Yeah, I have Fields going over this one as well. Uh, and another thing to keep an eye out for is also his rushing, because I think he may mm-hmm. also put in a career day on the ground. Uh, he had six carries last week, the highest among uh, in his starts. And remember, in that Week Two game where he came in for Dalton, he had ten carries. So it's not as if he can't like he's not going to have a high number of carries. They just really haven't been doing that uh, in the in his yeah. first few starts. But uh, you can't run on. You can't run on Tampa, so you're going to have to throw and you're going to have to run the quarterback. So, yeah, I think Justin Fields has a pretty good day. High upside uh, streamer quarterback. Yes, you know, sure. low floor, but high ceiling. I, I'll i admit that I have a little PTSD
2: uh, taking over 205 and a half. I, I believe that was the line in his debut. Uh, <laughs> and We were both over that, and he ended with 68 uh, yeah. passing yards. So, hopefully, um, he can bounce back here. But that that's why I was a little bit hesitant. Earlier in the week, but I have since come around.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is why (laughs) I got to not take over. So I just avoid PTSD. That's uh, PTSD, not fun. Um, All right, for my quarterback prop, I'm going Mac Jones, under 246 and a half passing yards. And uh, the reason I love this is because of the spot against the Jets. Now you would think, okay, not a great defense. Why would you go under? Well, because if you look at how, Belichick and the coaching staff McDaniels have used Mac Jones in the two wins. He's averaging just 30 attempts uh, for 209 passing yards in the four losses, 38 attempts for 264 yards. So it's is all about the game script against the jets. They won 25 to six uh, in week two. I think it'll be a little bit closer. Second divisional matchup, but Jones in that game, it's worth noting had a season low 186 yards Passing in that game. This is still a Robert Sala defense that's actually overachieving. They're coming out of a bye, so they will have you know uh, some extra time to prep here for Jones. So uh, I really like this under because I made the mistake last week of taking the over with Taylor Heineke, and I did like the over. I had it projected over. The Chiefs, you know, made some changes on defense that um, you know they hadn't been doing, which I think it screwed up their defense. You know, they put in Thornhill uh, and played him every snap. They changed their uh their their nickel linebacker out put willie gay in more so um that ended up going under but one of the things is you know a lot of times we, we end up chasing those quarterbacks overs in like the the game script games but i think it's even more profitable to kind of look for the unders with a favorite you know with a team that's probably not going to pass as much as they use as they usually have to uh so that's why i love mac jones here who again just 209 passing yards uh and wins this year
2: yeah yeah i like that and uh, typically, in this spot, you'd also be targeting the Damian Harris over. Um, but I, I understand if you're shying away from overs, uh, why you would go this route. But yeah, Mac Jones hasn't gone over this number, and there are two wins this year. Um, so certainly, I think just based on the game script alone, I would project this closer to two, 230 yeah. than somewhere in the mid 240s.
1: Yeah, I have this. Yeah, I have this about uh, right around 230. Yeah, so the, yeah. Uh, 231. So yeah, this is a good, about 15 yards, about two attempts of value here. Uh, At 246 and a half under. All right. Where are you going for your first running back prop? All
2: right. So I'm going to join you on this under train. And I'm going with under 41 and a half receiving yards for Cordero Patterson, of all people.
1: No! You can't go under with Cordero.
2: I think it's time. (laughs) I think it's time to sell high a little bit on CPAT here. Um, You know, we get Cal Ridley back. Russell Gage, from what I understand, is returning. Kyle Pitts is ascending, like we all thought. Uh, he would at some point point. Um, and defenses will have to start game planning for Patterson. So um, while I still like him in fantasy, I think he's like my RB 10 or something crazy right now. Still. Um, I'm, I'm projecting this closer to 46 and a half. Um, I, I think he's due for some regression. Well, that would be um, over. What? That would be 36 over. and a half. Oh, oh he
1: said 40.
2: My, <laughs> my, my, um uh, and sorry. You know, you want to go over. My mean projection is about 40, but uh, when you you know factor in the, the distribution of yardages and things like that uh, it's closer to 36 and a half yeah that was not as good of a Freudian slip as nick chump for Dearness johnson <laughs> yes. but uh same thing
1: oh like, man okay i mean hey i i don't think i'm here i don't think i'm here. i don't think i'm <laughs> going under on any Cordero patterson props uh i think his role is only going to grow i mean it, it, it's just you look at what you look at his usage Now last week he did play, I think he ran more, like he ran a season high in routes at 52%. 52. I do think that was because, uh, you know, Ridley was out and Gage is out, but I I still, I mean, this guy's just been so ridiculous that I still, I just, it's, I'm just like off any unders with him. This is. Yeah. I believe me. I I understand. I'll root for you though. I'll root for you I understand. And he's,
2: he's averaging um, a target on 37% on his routes run, which is, Absolutely insane. And I'm projecting him close to like 31, 32, which is still insane. So I just think with, with Ridley and gauge coming back, it's possible that, you know, he catches four passes here instead of like six or seven. So I, I'm just kind of betting on a little bit of regression here. That's all That's good You don't have to join me on this.
1: You can root for me, but um, uh, I, I got to take a chance here. I will give you a, so a reason for optimism here. So Miami is, one of the three teams that plays man coverage uh yeah. more than half the time uh, along with New England and Denver Cordero Patterson on the year has just three catches for 18 yards uh, against man coverage 19 catches for 244 against zone so uh, if, if you catch him in the right if you catch Miami in the right coverages here uh, he could go well under this number so that's, yeah, that's also so something we to think about on the on the DFS lay as well
2: yeah, so probably need Howard and Jones to be active because I think they ran a lot more zone last week with both, you know, yeah. stud cornerbacks out. So that's probably going to dictate um, if if they revert back to their heavy man scheme or stick with the zone. So I'll, I'll keep an eye on that.
1: Yeah, and and interestingly enough, Howard and Jones haven't really been that good this year. So yeah. uh, I, I would expect a big game for Ridley and a big game for Pitts, who if they play man coverage, he's going to eat. So uh, I actually, I don't disagree with you here. It's just... Cordell Patterson's just like that, been that outlier this far. so yeah. I'm just, I'm just chilling on him, but I'll root for you. Totally fair. <laughs> uh, I am going with a, uh, a an under that has been pretty profitable uh, this season for my first running back uh, entry, and that is DeAndre Swift under 43 and a half rushing yards. He's been under this in four out of his six games for the Lions under Dan Campbell this year. His median is 38. Uh, that's about where I put him. Uh, for this week the Rams are allowing just 83 yards per game to opposing backs and Swift has actually you know even though he's gone under in four out of six Swift has seen an uptick in rushing usage the past few games because Jamal Williams has been a little bit banged up I think as he gets healthier they're going to start to use Williams more in the run game Uh, I believe they talked about that a little you know the the coaches kind of talked about getting him a, a little more involved he's been one of their best players and he's kind of been quiet. I mean, Swift can do, he's going to play a big role in the pass game. And with the Rams 16 point favorites now, two possession favorites, <laughs> yeah. uh, it very well may be a lot of passing game script. So even if Swift gets his normal or gets the rushing workload that he's been getting these past few weeks, uh, there's still a good chance that he can go under. Cause he's been, I don't know if you saw the next gen stats where they kind of look at how many steps running backs take Oh yeah. Versus how many yards they get. Swift has been one of the least efficient backs uh, in the league this year running the football. Yeah Uh, exactly. Swift is averaging just 3.3 yards a carry just 35.7 yards per game so it's been it's been tough it's been tough for him uh, to get going here in this run game so under 43 and a half for Swift.
2: Yeah I like this Um, I mean he's a top 10 back this week in fantasy but that's due to his Um, usage in the passing game and, you know, he gets goal line carries. So I I do love him for fantasy, but can certainly understand continuing the the swift fade you've been up to this year. Um, And he's only gotten over this number twice this year. And those were two games where the the lions lost by less than a field goal. Um, I don't think that's going to be the case this week against the Rams. Uh, So yeah, love, love the under just based on the game script alone. Um, And, and like you said, Swift hasn't been that great of a runner. Uh, But certainly he's probably going to have a good game as a receiver. So that, that doesn't matter for this market. So I'm under on 43 and a half here as well.
1: Yeah, you could, yeah, that could be a correlation, you know, if you want to play those two, because the Rams are going to keep those two safeties back. So, I mean, if you enter, I know you have to do more than one team in these entries, but if you do like, you know, both swift props and then another, you know, some of the other ones we mentioned, that's a good correlation with his um, over-receiving because that's where he's going to, I think that's where he's going to eat. All right, uh, where are you going for your second running back prop? Uh, I'm going with
2: uh, Joe Mixon over 63 and a half rushing yards against the Ravens. Uh, he's gone over this number all but one game this year, and that was the game where he was extremely, extremely limited with his ankle injury. Um, so this week, it looks like Samaj Piran's going to return, but Chris Evans, uh, he's shaping up as a game time decision. So I think if Piran plays, he'll be um, eating into Mixon's receding work if anything um I I think in a game like this the Bengals are going to lean on Mixon um they've been a really run heavy team all season um when Mixon's been healthy so I think he's a lock for you know 18 to 20 carries here so again I I don't know if he's going to be extremely efficient against the Ravens um this is more of a volume play um so I think he has a pretty high floor so I'm projecting him for 18 to 20 carries here for 70 yards so I think we have a bit of wiggle room. And like I said, there's a high four here. So I, I would take this up to probably 66 and a half.
1: Yeah. I have them. I have them in the mid seventies, actually. Oh, I, nice. I always talk about this. Like when Joe Mixon's healthy, no one else gets carries. Like, yeah. It's been like this since the start of last year. So um I tend to project Mixon for, he's one of the few backs that I project for over 80% of the backfield carries. Like I think I have about eight, Yeah. 84%. Yeah, when he's healthy um, this week, yeah. And he's healthy. So week
2: five, week five. We had to give him like, you know, manually yeah. give him like 13 or 14. But yeah, now he's he seems to be fully healthy now, at least.
1: Yeah, so this is uh, you know, again, I'm trying to kind of lay off the overs, but I do have this <laughs> projected well over yeah. uh, for Joe Mixon here. All right, for my second running back prop, I am going with Miles Sanders under 65 and a half rushing yards. Uh, Now I know that they want to get him more involved. I know they had the long uh, 10 day rest to kind of figure, you know, consider the fact that they probably need to run the ball more, (laughs) but this number is like an over adjustment for all these things because standards has been under. 65 and a half in five out of six games. His median is just 50. So, anytime you have a prop 13, that's 15 and a half yards over in the, the five median, um, you know, I'm going to take the under all day. In the one the Vegas over, Raiders are actually 10th and run defense. DBOA. And that was way back. Remember, they play won. a lot of single high uh, safety uh, that, that was does that, was the that season them to high. What to get 15, an eighth player so in the box? Uh, I'm just kind of betting that they don't have that player get him box to his season high. Uh, Even if he does, he could still come short of the total just by not having a super efficient game against a top 10 run defense. So under 65 and a half, I have this, uh, at 50, I have it right on well, his medium yeah. for the season. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. I I'm at 54, so I'm quite a bit below the market as well. Um, yeah, like, so Kenneth Gainwell has been sort of phased out the past couple of games. I don't know if we can look into that too much. So I, I think Kenneth Gainwell his role might grow a little bit more in this game as well if they want to run more. Um, So, yeah, I I think, you know, I'm projecting Sanders for 12 carries with with Sanders. You always have to worry about, you know, the 80 yard home run threat uh, run here, but um, certainly I think his median is much lower than his average. So he's, he's the type of player. I do like to attack the under on his market. And he, you know, he did look good uh, against the Buccaneers stout run defense. Um, but maybe the Buccaneers just weren't expecting them to, to run the ball, uh, you know, 10 or 12 times there. So, yeah, I, I like the under here as well. Um, I'm closer to the median of 50 as well.
1: Yeah. And he was that was all on one drive, really.
2: Yeah. late uh, in the game <laughs> at the very end. Right. Like, right. Yeah, and, uh, and he still
1: and he still would have came nine and a half short. Of yep. the total. So, yeah, uh, under 65 and a half for Sanders. Where are you going, Sean, with your first receiving prop?
2: So I'm going with Sterling Shepard over 62 and a half receiving yards against the Panthers. Now, you know, I'm assuming Kadarius Tony and Kenny Galladay will be out. That certainly looks like it's going to be the case. Um, and Darius Slayton's status is up in the air, but I don't think that really matters um, for this market. So I'm getting ahead of the line move that I think is going to happen. I think this is going to end closer to 70 receiving yards once it's official Tony and Galladier out. but you know, Shepard's the kind of guy that just has a massive floor. Um, We saw it last week. He had 10 catches for 76 yards um, in his return. Um, He ran a route on close to hundred percent of the snaps last week. Uh, I believe it was 95%. So he's, he's back to being a full-time player. I think the game plan will have to be get the ball to Sterling Shepard. So that's why I like the over here is because he has such a high floor. I understand the appeal that, you know, why you're back on unders this week, but Sterling Shepard's the type of player I don't mind taking me over. Um, so I would actually take this up to probably 66 and a half.
1: Yeah, I have him right around 70 as well. He's my wide receiver 12 this week in half PPR. And uh, he's getting a target on 25% of his routes run this year. And Kadarius Tony is also at 25%. So him being out is mm-hmm. actually a major... Uh, a major boon to Shepard because he's really going to be that guy. I think the Giants will struggle this week overall on offense. I mean, yeah. Andrew Thomas being out really hurts them. But uh, Shepard's been that guy. Evan Ingram's been non-existent, just a 15% uh, targets per route run rate. So, um, yeah, I can't argue with this one. I have him over as well. All right. For my first receiving prop, going with Cole Komet under 30 and a half receiving yards. Uh, I know you like the over for Fields here, but uh, I think Cole Komet is a guy we got to keep fading. Uh, He's been under this number in four out of six games. His median is just sixteen and a half. This is another prop where his median is about fifteen yards lower than the prop, so uh, I'll take that all day. Um, I think that Fields, because of the way they're kind of max protecting, I still and Tampa Bay secondary banged up. I still think the receivers are going to get the uh, brunt of the benefit if Fields has a career passing day. So you look at Cole Komet, he usually plays about 70%, 75% of the snaps. In the 13 games that he's done that in his career, uh, You know, all the games this year and then another seven last season, he's been over 30.5 in only five uh, of those 13 games, just 38%. So it's, he's just a guy that, you know, he's not He's not really panned out to, the, I think, what we expected. Um, you know, with Bears, too, they wanted him to be kind of a star. And the last couple of weeks, Jimmy Graham has actually season-high routes run 38% each week. So it's not like Jimmy <laughs> Graham's been MIA, but eventually he's going to get a target if he keeps running routes, too. So that can only hurt Cole commit as well. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, just a, just a fade of the number here. With the, it's essentially double his median. Uh, I think that's way too high. So under 30 and a half for commit.
2: Well, it's, it shouldn't be surprising that his median so low, given the Bears have averaged like 100 yards passing per game. So, but yeah, I agree. You know, I, I do think Fields will go over 205 and a half passing yards, but that probably won't be due to dumping it off to Cole Komet for four or five yards at a time. So I, I do like the under here. Uh, I'm projecting at 27. For his average. So, you know, I, I think the line should be closer to 21, 22 and a half. And I, I did mention that I liked him, um, for DFS because he's so cheap. Um, and I'm expecting maybe, uh, you know, another end zone target this week. Uh, but like I said, I've never been a big Cole Komet guy, so I can certainly get behind, uh, the under here.
1: Yeah. I have my average is 27 as well. So that's why I, yeah, I have his median in the low twenties. So that's, uh, that's quite a quite some value here uh, early yeah. in the week on this on this number. Uh, all right, where are you going for your second and, and final receiver prop?
2: So I'm going really bold here again with uh, an under on a player that is on fire right now. And that's Mark Andrews under 68 and a half receiving yards against the Bengals. Uh, Now, certainly Mark Andrews has a wide range of outcomes. um, And, you know, if he goes off for 150 yards here, I won't be too surprised. But still, he's only gone over this number once um, this year, I believe. Yeah, he's only gone over twice. Two times.
1: Yeah, he had to go over um, that Monday year. night
2: game. I know. That. Yeah, I know. He has two games <laughs> over 100 yards, so he's absolutely gone over it twice. Um, so it just goes to show that even though he's off to a great start, um, you know, he's not going over this number with regularity. I think he comes back down to earth this week. If Sammy Watkins returns, it'll be the first time Lamar Jackson has all three um, starting receivers Um at his disposal. So I think that that could impact Andrews a little bit. I think Nick Boyle might be returning either this week or next week. So that'll be interesting to see if he can cut into his routes run. Um, I know it it probably doesn't matter too much uh, for other people, but when we're projecting players, if, you know, Nick Boyle takes away, you know, 10% 10% of Andrew's routes run. that's going to ding him close to a half reception. So that's something I'll be looking for uh, in the future. But yeah, I think just this, this prop is just a bit too high. I think, you know, somewhere around like the low 60s, 62 and a half would be a fair number for this. So I, I'm going to fade Andrew's here with the under, although, you know, still like him for fantasy. He's my tight end too because of the touch on upside, but he has a much lower median than people realize. Oh, you're you're you're
1: you're going away from my guy Waller here. You're going te two for Andrews. Oh, for uh, well, it's tied. Um,
2: yeah, so it's it's very close, but Andrews has him in the the touchdown projection, okay. which is huge. Um, so I guess the 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 higher floor play is still Waller, but um, just when it comes to raw ranks, Andrews is my tight end two right now.
1: I still have Waller too. I love him against the, the yeah, zone it's coverage and totally Philly. fair. I'm not uh, going to
2: argue. I'm not going to argue having Waller tight end too. Uh, totally
1: no, I, wanna, <laughs> I do want to say though, and I, I have yeah. Andrew's average projection at 65. So his median, I have it. It's barely. It's like under 60. So yeah, I, I am in agreement with the with the under here. And I mean, 68 and a half. That's just a high number for any player in the National yeah. Football League, <laughs> not named Devonte Adams, pretty much. So. Uh, yeah, he's,
2: he's allowed his 98 and a half or whatever it is this week. Like, only he is allowed yeah. a lot of, uh, reception projection that, that high.
1: Oh, 90. I, yeah, I have Devontae at 115 yards this week. Uh, so, like <laughs> <laughs> totally, that shows yeah. you where I am at. Um, no, no argument here. No
2: argument here. <laughs> uh,
1: for what it's worth, guys, you know, if you want to take it over. Uh, <laughs> okay. And I'll, I'll join you, though. I'll fade a guy that – is uncomfortable to fade. And especially it's a primetime game. So I know people will probably be looking for something to root for, but that's not what we're here for. We're here to play the numbers. Going under DK Metcalf, 60 and a half receiving yards. Uh, He's been under this in uh, three out of the six games already. And that's even with, you know, five games with Russell Wilson, uh, or four and three quarter games with Russell Wilson. Last week he went over this, he had 11 targets and still only 58 yards and The reason I think that's worrisome is because Pittsburgh is a little more, you know, zone defense heavy. They're not going to play quite as much man as a team like New Orleans, like New Orleans loves to play man coverage. They played at the seventh highest rate DK Metcalf this season against man coverage, just 6.7 yards per target against zone coverage, 13 yards per target. So it's almost double uh, the amount of production in last season as well. Uh, he had a much better yard per target against zone than against man. So, this just spells trouble with Geno Smith at quarterback because you're going to have uh, a guy like Marshawn Lattimore probably following him. And remember, New Orleans held Devontae Adams to just 56 yards and Terry McLaurin to 46 yards. So, this is one of those defenses when they face an elite receiver, uh, more often than not, You're going to see that receiver come well short of expectations. And every once in a while, a guy will get a big play and go over. But the fact that we have Geno Smith here and he got 11 targets in an overtime game and still didn't go over the number against a a defense that I think he was better suited to face. uh, You know, I'm really worried about him uh, in this spot. So under 60 and a half for DK uh, Metcalf. I have about 55.
2: Yeah, I like it. And I, I always say I never want to bet against DK Metcalf, but this this seems like more of a bet against Geno Smith. That's why I can get behind it. Um so yeah, I, I'm there with you. I have I have his projection closer to 60. So yeah, my median would be closer to about 55 and a half as well.
1: All right. Next up here on the Fancy Flex is a segment we call Elite Entries, where Sean and I dive into the Prize Picks app and compare our player projections to the props to build some entries. Sean, what's your first Prize Picks Elite Entry? Best bet for Week Seven.
2: So uh, my first pick is Justin Fields over 205 and a half passing yards against the Buccaneers. Um, consider this sort of a redemption prop. Uh, the last time I took Fields over 205 and a half passing yards, it was his NFL debut and he finished with 68 yards. Um, however, I'm making a bold prediction here. He's going to set his career high in passing yards in a game, which is currently 209. Um, I think he actually ends up throwing for more than 230 yards here. Uh, The Buccaneers are a pass-funnel defense. This should be a negative game script, so all signs point to Fields having a career day uh, through the air, so I like the over 205.5 passing yards for Fields.
1: I'm going with Mac Jones, under 246.5 passing yards. Patriots are seven-point favorites against the Jets, and Jones averaging just 209 yards in wins compared to 264 in losses. They had a season-low 186 against the Jets. In the first matchup, uh, Sean, where are you going for a second?
2: I am going with the under sixty-eight and a half receiving yards for Mark Andrews here. Um, you know, certainly he's been on fire this year. He's been fire. He's been on fire the past few games, but he's uh, he's only gone over this number twice in six games this year. Um, So he's just the kind of guy that had a wide range of outcomes. Um, You know, Lamar Jackson might have all three receivers back this week with, you know, Hollywood Brown and Sammy Watkins and first round pick Rashad Bateman. Um, So that could be less, you know, maybe one or two less targets for Mark Andrews. And, you know, tight end Nick Boyle, is, he's been activated from the IR. There's a chance he could suit up this week. I would like this even more um, if he's able to play. So I'm projecting this closer to 60 and a half receiving yards. So I, w- I would take this down closer to about 64 and a half.
1: And I'll close it out with DeAndre Swift under 43 and a half rushing yards. He's been under this number in four out of six games. His median is 38. And uh, that's what I would take this down to, 38 and a half. Uh, against this Rams defense, it's been one of the better defenses uh, against the run in a game. That should be uh, a lot of negative game script for Detroit. So I think they'll throw the ball to Swift more than anything. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for our elite entry for today. To recap, Sean, going Justin Fields over 205.5 passing yards against the Bucks. Mark Andrews under 68.5 receiving yards against the Bengals. I'm going Matt Jones under 246.5 passing yards against the Jets. And DeAndre Swift, Under 43 and a half rushing yards against the Rams. As a reminder, Prize Picks markets do move, so you want to get on it quickly in order to lock in the best numbers. If you have not created a Prize Picks account yet, you can check out the link in our episode description, and they will match your first deposit up to $100. Or you can visit PrizePicks.com and use the promo code Action10. That's A C T I O N one zero. All right. So that is going to wrap it up for our week seven props to recap Sean going with Justin Fields over 205 and a half passing yards Cordero Patterson under 41 and a half receiving yards Joe Mixon over 63 and a half rushing yards Sterling Shepard over 62 and a half receiving yards and Mark Andrews under 68 and a half receiving yards I am going with Matt Jones under 246 and a half passing yards. DeAndre Swift under 43 and a half rushing yards. Miles Sanders under 65 and a half rushing yards. Cole Komet under 30 and a half receiving yards and DK Metcalf under 60 and a half receiving yards. That is going to do it for the pod. Good luck this weekend. You can find Sean on Twitter at the underscore oddsmaker. You can find me at Chris Raybon. You can find all of our prop picks by following us at those same handles in the Action Network app. Be sure to check out ActionNetwork.com for our fantasy football rankings, projections, and betting content. And FantasyLabs.com for our DFS content, models, and tools. Until next time, let's get
0: this money.